The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour of blessing. Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda. Thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii, but from 8 to 9 a.m., also in parts of California, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KXD TV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTV uh, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 p.m. on station KGJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGB-TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. From 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more information about our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world, with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Kalihi over 90 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923 and passed on to our late chief, Pastor William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullest fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints, wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in hospital and convalescent homes, and should you need prayer, or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. A comforting thought of Jesus as our co-pilot gives us the encouraging strength to continue the journey we have started with him to enter his glorious kingdom on high. The members of our church choir under the leadership of Emilia Hahn will sing this comforting and warm song entitled, I Am In His Care 
please join in singing as the words appear on your television. Accompanying our choir will be Edith Matsuki on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ.
In our daily walk with Jesus, if we take the time to learn through his words and his teachings and exercise our faith in prayers and supplication, he becomes more and more real to us in our lives. Every day, the men and women of our church band are ready to come together in harmony and play for you this inspirational tune entitled, Put Jesus First in Your Life. They are under the direction of Head Pastor William M. Hahn Jr.
the superb voice of our soloist, Associate Pastor Marvin Abing, will sing for us this wonderful song entitled, Speak My Lord. Accompanying him will be Associate Pastor Trustee Edwin Sproul Sr. and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars, Iris Luck on the drums, and Head Pastor William M. Hahn Jr. on the piano. sweetly calling who will go and work for me today who will bring to me the lost and dying who will point them to the narrow Speak, my Lord, speak, my Lord, speak, and I'll be quick to answer thee. Speak, my Lord, speak, my Lord, speak, and I will answer, Lord, send me. Soon the time for reaping will be over. Soon we'll gather for the harvest home. May the Lord of harvest smile upon us. May we hear his blessed child well done. Speak, my Lord, speak, my Lord, speak, and I'll be quick to answer thee. Speak, my Lord, speak, my Lord, speak, and I will answer, Lord, send me. Speak, my Lord, speak, my Lord, speak, and I'll be quick to answer thee. Speak, my Lord, speak, my Lord, speak, and I will answer. Lord, send me. When the trumpet of God sounds and the words are spoken, come up hither, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive, who have been blood-washed, water-washed, spirit-filled, and living the life, will be caught up to meet him in the air. Are you ready, viewers, to meet triumphantly with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Just as our church choir is, they will sing this uplifting song entitled, Jesus is Lord of All.
his measure. No one has such majesty. Yet he chose to take his pleasure in lonely ones like you and me. talents of our instrumentalists, Pohaku Kara, will offer praise and thanksgiving unto the Lord for the things he has done, is doing, and will continue to do for her as she plays on the banjo this magnificent and robust song entitled, Send the Fire.
Our husband and wife duet, Mason and Tracy Asano, will sing unto our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ a most befitting song entitled, Until Then. You are ready to be received by Jesus? Something we should all look forward to, TV viewers, is the day when Jesus calls his people home to be forever with him in heaven. At this time, it gives me great pleasure to dedicate this amazing song to a warm and faithful saint in the Lord. She is Mrs. Cecilia Barang of Oahu, Honolulu. Your unending prayers and love is like a sweet-smelling incense to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May he continue to pour out bountiful blessings upon you pressed down and overflowing in this life and that to come. Have a fantastic Sunday. My heart can sing when I pause to remember a heartache here is but a stepping stone along the trail that's winding always upward this troubled world is not my final home but until then my heart will go on singing until things of earth will dim and lose their value if we recall they're borrowed for a while and things of earth that cause this heart to tremble remember there will only bring a smile so until then my heart will go on singing until So one
Shalom and good morning, everyone. I'm trustee and associate pastor Edmunds Sproat Sr. And at this time, I would like to take a moment to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental U.S. for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV Channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 p.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station, KCSG Channel 8 of St. George, Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, Nevada, and Arizona. And from 11 to 12 midnight on station, KGBY-TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. From 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, Channel 503 in New York City. If you would like to know more about our gospel work and view our kingdom of God, Crusade Telecast in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii. Services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begins at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamaki Branch Church, located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by our neighbor island branch churches, as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaner, Sr. in Kaunukakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Arvelio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, 
by Pastor Leonard K. Wasano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Beloga, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections, however. If you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Thank you. At this time, I return you to Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Melvin? Thank you, Edwin. The greatest teacher I know is the Lord. Through the Holy Spirit, we learn and accept his teachings without exceptions. Do you recall the simple fishermen whom he pressed into his service? They heard the gospel, believed without reservations, repented of their sins, and were baptized in the name of Jesus. Then along with the Lord, they became fishers of men, whose primary goal was to bring souls to Jesus. Thus, viewers, the main purpose of my TV sermon, prayer is the strength of the gospel, is to bring Jesus to you and cause you to realize how serious and necessary his salvation is for every participant out there in our viewing audience. Are you searching for the Spirit of the Lord so that He can lead and guide you in all your daily endeavors? I guarantee that one way to discover Him is through the self-same gospel taught by Jesus Himself at Galilee and being offered by yours truly in this telecast as in all our telecasts, the past, the present, and the future ones. With your Bible in hand, we can together proceed together today as we hear a great deal about pressure, stress, depression, and anxiety. Many preachers preach, speak with authority and say, I have the answers. The only one who has the answers to all our problems is our Lord Jesus Christ. He tells us in Matthew 6, 31 to 34, the only cure for anxiety is to trust in the Father's care. Therefore, take no thought saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or withal shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. In other words, seeks first the spiritual things and the material things will follow. There is no question about it. We are facing pressures on every side in our work and in our world. There is little we can do to avoid the pressures we face. The old adage teaches us that when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. Learning how to pray, even under extreme pressure, is a vital part of living out our commitment to Jesus Christ. The Lord taught our disciples a model prayer. When they said, Lord, teach us to pray, we read in Matthew 6, 9 to 13, After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. 
Amen. Proper prayer should begin with worship. Put the interests of God above the interests of mankind and be happy in that which is His will. Prayer should also ask for daily needs and seek forgiveness of sins and victory over temptations. It will be well for us to remember today that we should approach the Father on church ground, that is, to the Lord Jesus Christ, and recognize that our standing is in Him, and we have no merit of our own. And with thanksgiving upon our lips and in our hearts, acknowledge His bountiful blessings to us in spiritual and material benefits. We have to yield to God's guidance and faithfully obey His word. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Praying under pressure requires we be clear-minded and self-controlled so that we may overcome the problems and pressures that will control us. Satan would like to put all of us in a dark tunnel where we are miserable and ineffective as true born-again believers. Listen to 1 Peter 5, 7 to 8. Casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Someone said, only God can remove mountains, but faith and prayer can move God. We read in Matthew 17, 20 to 21. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. You, Howbeit this kind goeth not out by prayer and fasting. Why is it, it hard to pray under pressure? The pressure of life causes us to believe in our weaknesses and shortcomings. Therefore, Many church-going people pray very little. No wonder so many churches are spiritually dead. Victory is gone and the joy is lost. We have to see to it that no one misses the grace of God. God renews His grace to us every day as we need it. Thus, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We read in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. The cloud of witnesses represents the heroes of faith enumerated in chapter 11 of Hebrews. And above those who have gone on before whose faith was in God's word, we should lay aside every weight as weight adds to the difficulty of our progress. The weights are not necessarily external. They are first of all in the heart. The moment a thing holds a place in the heart and mind which is not in God's purpose, it becomes a weight or sin, no matter what it is. And the result is soon obvious. We all have a besetting sin, like a close-fitting mantle or garment that clings to the body 
and impedes its progress and freedom of motion. Yes, we are all running a race. Each step of the course has been marked for us. It's not how you start, but how you finish. Not once saved, always saved. But he that endured unto the end, the same shall be saved. We read in 1 Corinthians 5.58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Some people keep looking at the promised land, but they never seem to enter it. The time is now if we hope to make it and turn our lives around. Why should we pray to God when under life's pressures? No matter what the pressures, we should keep on praying. God is the king of the universe, as we find in Psalms 24, 7 and 8. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. This means all our problems and burdens are in his hands. Yes, he has the whole world in his hands. God is righteous and he cannot sin against us. God never lets us down. He tells us, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Listen to Hebrews 13, 6. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. God is everywhere. As we find in Psalms 139, verses seven to 10 and 14. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost spots of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul know it right well. These verses show us that God is everywhere, omnipresent. He is everywhere. Such knowledge is too wonderful for us. We cannot understand it. God is all-powerful. Did he not say, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth? Let's take the case of Job. Satan smote him with painful boils from the sole of his feet unto his head. Even his wife told him, curse God and die. But he admonished her, as we read in Job 2.10. But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of a foolish woman speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? In all this did not Job sin with his lips. However, he was inclined to be self-righteous. And God had to put Job through a fury test. Finally, he came to himself. We read in Job 42.6. Wherefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. The answer to the problem, why do the righteous suffer, is found here. Suffering is required to correct and purify the righteous, not to punish them for sins. God was godly and possessed a wonderful faith in which afflictions could not shake. In other words, he was really under pressure, but he never gave up. He hung on, but he was not humble enough and was inclined to be self-righteous. When brought into the presence of God, he realized his sinfulness, judged himself, 
and open the door to restore happiness and greater fruitfulness. All true born-again believers have the same problem, which is solved in the same way Job was vindicated, honored, and doubtly blessed. He had more in the end than in the beginning. We read in Job 42, verses 16 and 17. After this lived Job 140 years and saw his sons and his sons' sons, in other words, grandchildren, even four generations. So Job died, being old and full of days. In this too, Job was repaid twofold, having twice the usual span of life, as we read in Psalms 90.10. The days of our years are threescore years and ten, in other words, 70 years. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, 80 years, yet is their strength, labor, and sorrow. For it is soon cut off, and we fly away. Therefore, let us ask God to teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. We can all praise and thank Jesus for all the pressures of life, because then we know we, have truly, we are truly the sons and daughters of God. Our eyes have been enlightened, and now we can see the hope of His calling and the riches of His inheritance. Thank God for the inheritance that comes through the gospel of the kingdom of God at the church at Caesarea, my Peter preached Jesus to the Gentiles, the Holy Ghost fell on them that heard the word. A baptismal followed immediately, as you read in Acts 10, verses 47 to 48, Can any man forbid water, that these should not be baptized, which had received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. It was Jesus who shed his blood on the cross for the sins of the world. And only in the name of Jesus can one receive remission of sins. He is the only Savior for this lost and dying world. Thus we see the church at Philippi, the church at Corneth, and the church at Ephesus, and the church at Galatia were baptized into Christ, as we read in Galatians 3.27. For as many of you have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ, the Colossians were buried with him in baptism too. Listen to Colossians 2.12. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him to the faith of the operation of God, who had raised him from the dead. We read in John 3, 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. What does it mean to be born of water? To be born of water is to be immersed in water in the name of Jesus Christ. And according to Acts 2, 38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. To be born of the Spirit is speaking in an unknown tongue or language, which is the only verification of receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It was baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ without exception. Why is the name of Jesus so important? Because Acts 4.12 declares, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none in the name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. It is a name which is above every name in heaven and in earth, and of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Naturally, there is a question by many today regarding the scripture, Matthew 28, 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. The truth is, there is not one record of an apostle who baptized a convert repeating the words in Matthew 28, 19. 
The name must be mentioned to fulfill all righteousness. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are merely titles. There is no promise of remission of sins or the promise of the Holy Ghost or the gift of healing in Matthew 28, 19. The word name is in the singular, not plural, and his name is Jesus, as you read in Colossians 2, 9. For in him, not them, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost dwelleth in Jesus Christ. There are three manifestations, but only one God, as we read in 1 John 5, 7. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. Now let's refocus upon our message. Prayer is the strength of the gospel. The Lord tells us not to focus on our problems. Our God is larger than our problems. Don't think negatively. Think positive. God is a God of miracles. Therefore, let us not give up. Here is some timely advice for our viewers. Pray your way out from pressure. Be willing to confess your faults and take responsible action. Fellowship is having the right attitude about sin. Listen to 1 John 1, 8 to 10. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and His word is not in us. We cannot say that we have no sin. Only Jesus Christ can say that. The more we are aware of our own impurities and sinfulness, we are able to see that God is light, God is faithful, entirely true, and His promises and to His people, and at the same time, He is just in forgiving sin because a penalty was met at Calvary. The effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Forget the past. Stop digging into your old faults up and just let go. As Paul tells us in Philippians 3, 13 to 14, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And what might be the prize of the calling of God in Christ Jesus? The number one prize is to be the bride of Christ and to be in the number of 144,000 which will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. The trump of God shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we evermore be with the Lord. Don't ever look back. Someone might be gaining on you. Remember, Lot's wife, she looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. It's wonderful to come to the end of the way after going through much pressure, depression, and anxiety. God has assured us of salvation and eternal life. On the other hand, the saddest thing to occur on earth will be when one comes to that hour without Jesus and without hope. When Paul came to this hour after much pressure, he had such great assurance that he said to Timothy, for I am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. He looked back over his life and remembered his experience with Jesus on the dusty Damascus road. Listen to what he wrote in 2 Timothy 1.12. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Paul has committed himself to Christ years before, and he knew 
that he was now safe in the arms of Jesus. Yes, you can entrust your money to a bank, yet still lose it. You can entrust your friend with a secret, yet he can betray you. However, when you entrust your soul with Jesus, it is safe forever. The joy of knowing Jesus is to believe upon him who died for us, that we may know the promise of eternal life. Paul knew Jesus not as a historical person, but as a personal Savior, Master, and Lord. On that day when the light came from heaven, blinding him, he heard Jesus speaking directly to him. We read in Acts 9, 4 to 6, And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and astonishedly said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the city, and it shall be told unto thee what thou must do. From that time on, Paul came to know that indeed Jesus was the Son of God and the Savior of the world. And on that very day, Jesus became Paul's Savior. Persecutions of all kind came. Paul had suffered the loss of all things. But the one great joy of his life was that he knew Christ. He said unto us in Philippians 3.8, I called all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, but I, that I may win Christ. And finally, how about the prayer of the Lord Jesus Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane? Speaking about an example of pure pressure, he was a role model. We read in John 17, 1, these, <clears throat> these words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee. The Lord Jesus Christ asked for six petitions. Number one, that he may be glorified. Number two, for all the believers' safety, which we find in verse 11, and now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. Three, for the believers' sanctification, that we find in verse 17, sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. Four, for the believers' unity in verse 21, that they may all be as one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast me. As the psalmist tells us, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. In unity there is strength and victory. Number five, for the future believers, as found in verse 20, neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. And finally, six, we read in verse 24, for the believer's future glory. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. The Bible tells us that an angel from heaven came down to strengthen him while he was praying and in agony. He prayed under pressure and his sweat was as if with great drops of blood falling to the ground. Jesus knew that he was about to go forth to die, but instead of asking for help and comfort, he spent those last hours in comforting his disciples. What a wonderful Savior. If you look, know, want to know more about God's Word and the church and read the telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, expressing my sincere appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your home homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. We close our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast with another awesome and robust number by our church band entitled 
Are you washed in the blood? The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.